Yo, Clock Dodgers, check it out. I got a special offer for you guys, all right? So when you guys use the No Halftime app that you're downloading either off of your Android device in the Google Play Store or you're using it off an of iPhone that you downloaded in the iTunes Store um, or even at NoHalftime.com, you can download it there if it makes it easier. Um, once you get on there, you use the promo code CLOCK, C-L-O-C-K, and you're getting your free $10. You got your family, your friends, everybody's playing it. Um, you know, your $10 is there instantly. As you know, it doesn't trickle in over time. This is an instant thing, um, and, you're, and we're all in there having fun, right? Baseball season's here, basketball's in the playoffs, so everything is, is a bunch of fun, intense, good challenges that I see on there every day. It's loaded with challenges, so you guys have been awesome, but here's the thing. Here's, here's a special thing from Clock Dodgers. If you guys right now email no halftime, let them know, feedback, tell them how great the app is, how you're enjoying it, whatever the case may be. Or you make your first deposit on there of your own money, $10 or however, you know, however much you want to put in there. You could put 100 in and uh, go ahead and ball out. Um, once you do one of those two things, they're going to send you a free T-shirt. OK, so that's what that's what it's about. Right. They're, they're, they're good people. They're good guys. If you contact them, if you ever need anything, I mean, let's not even talk about their customer service, um, how how uh, how friendly they are. If you email them, hit them up on Twitter. These guys are awesome. Right. So they're awesome people. And that's why I've decided to work with them. And and they're here, you know, sponsoring the podcast. So please, guys, hit them up. Get your free T-shirt. Get your free ten dollars, and tell your family and friends, guys. Everybody can use this. Everyone can use it. Clock C L O C K. Clock Dodgers. No halftime. Let's get it. Let's go ahead and start the conversation. I have a great, great podcast planned for you guys. Let's go. Cannot play with them. Cannot win with them. Cannot cope with them. Can't do it. We talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We talking about practice. Down goes Frazier. Down goes Frazier. Touchdown. You, you, you are now locked in to the Clock Dodgers podcast. Clock Dodgers podcast. Okay, episode 16 of the Clock Dodgers podcast. I can't believe I'm even saying that, episode 16. And so... It's the first time on the show that we have a returning guest. Um, up until this point, it's pretty much been a different guest every single episode, but uh, a lot has gone on in the uh, nerd, geek, entertainment world, so I had to bring on my nerd expert. Um, welcome back to the show, Tony. Some of you may know him as Mr. Me Seeks. What's up, man? How you doing? Doing all right, man. Thanks for having me back on. Appreciate it. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. We got so much to uh, to go over. So, you know, it was only right that we did this again. Um, you know, obviously, the, the main thing right now that's going through my brain, uh, which is coming back, and I think two weeks now or one. Yeah, two weeks. Um, Game of Thrones is returning, man. I know a lot of people are anticipating this. I can't have a conversation with anybody these days. It feels like without somehow this this show coming back into a conversation. Um, are you excited about this, man? Are you excited like I am? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, man! We got eight days and twelve hours from now. I'll be sitting back watching Game of Thrones, and can't beat that, man. So not like, even, not even two I'm weeks. I'm amped up. Yeah, I'm amped up like the week before football, man. <laughs> like, I'm ready to go. I feel you, man. So, okay, so this season, uh, I'm sure you know everyone has seen the. If, if you're into Game of Thrones, like we're into Game of Thrones, you've seen the previews of the trailers by now. Um, there's a lot going on in the trailer, and you know, with these trailers, they're always trying to 
um, you know, the challenges that kind of make us think one thing and it's really another thing and uh, not show us everything, but give us a little glimpse. So what, I mean, what, what do you think is going to be like the biggest like shocker that, you know, they're showing us in these trailers that are maybe throwing us off or something or um, that we're not getting the true, you know, the true, the, the whole picture of it. What do you think, you know, is going to be a big, a big thing this season? The biggest thing that I got from, like, especially the last trailer, you kind of see everybody almost amassing their armies. You know, you see, like, Jamie taking over the Lannister army. You know, Cersei tells him, you know, you need to take your rightful place to our army. And if you see him in the trailer, actually, he's no longer in his Kingsguard armor. Right. He's in his Lannister armor. So maybe she, like, you know, despises him, tell him he, tells him he's no longer a Kingsguard. You know what I mean? You see... uh uh, Tyrion over in Marine talking about the dragons, you know, and how they're not kept in captivity. You see some of the lords of the house of the major houses of Marine coming up to him, you know, little man yeah. talking junk, you know what I mean? So I think, like, and then you see uh, Sansa with, like, the, the Stark emblem on her with an army behind her. I think that she's actually amassing an army once her and Reek kind of get on their feet. It, yeah, I mean, it, it looks like it. Uh, about, it may be a return of the Starks, right? I mean, we've seen obviously a bunch yeah, of we've yeah, seen a bunch I of brands, but I don't know. You know, Brand's going to be doing anything Stark wise necessarily. You know, he seems like he's on a different path no, at this point. I think, he's in the, I think he's in the bigger bigger picture. Yeah, the, the war against the White Walkers. He's definitely going to be a major player in that. But yeah, that's definitely the tone that I got from the last trailer. Was everybody amassed in the army, and I think it's just going to be a shitload of battles which is i mean nobody does bat- battles better than game of thrones no so and, and, and then got of, me excited. of course we keep seeing Jon snow right in every trailer we see Jon snow and he's on his back laying on a table dead cold body um i mean i don't i don't know you know how, how many times are they going to show us the guy right i mean I, I don't know. I can't. I, I can't picture that being it. You know, you see a lot of weird scenes, kind of too, when they're showing him. Um, you know, guys grabbing their swords and about to do stuff. It seems like so. You have to assume mm-hmm. something big is happening there, right? It seems like they're kind of building up something there. Um, and then, uh, you know, you also heard in the last trailer. Um, I forget the, the guy's name just slipped my mind, but he he mentions the White Walkers being the real battle, the true war. Um, oh, Davos. Right. Yes. Davos. Yes. Yes. Yep. And so, so you got, you know, I, I don't know how they're going to, how they're going to intertwine these guys, you know, the White Walkers. Um, but if they go full, you know, you think they're going to go full blown with this? Like just, you know, at some point everybody is fighting White Walkers or do you think, you know, how, how do you think they're going to basically implement the White Walkers into this? Cause we've seen last season, you know, obviously they have their own army, you know, and they're, they look unstoppable. So how, how do you think they're going to implement this to make it a smooth transition into the, into the show? I think. I think the White Walkers are just going to be wrecking shop north of the wall. Like, they're just going to be taking everything out that's up there. I don't know necessarily that they're going to hit the north uh, in this season, but I I do think that this whole season is going to be leading up to them just kind of moving their way south, moving their way south. And I think the next season is really going to be purely White Walkers and how we deal with this. You know what I mean? Right. I think this whole season is basically going to be leading up to that with the other ancillary stories. So we'll never see, at least this season, in your opinion, um, a Lannister and a White Walker in some way. Or... No, not, not yet. Not yet. I think I think the Lannisters are pissed. I think they've got their own agendas. 
I think that was one of the really cool things that you see is like uh, Lannisters are out for blood. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're they're not the broken Cersei we saw last year. The broken Jamie with his hand. You know, like this is this is season two Lannisters. This is pissed off at the world about to fuck some shit up. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, they 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 took it pretty that. rough. They had a pretty rough season last season. You know what I mean? So, oh, yeah, <laughs> so we, we've seen them go up and down, right? I mean, we've seen them at their highest. We've seen them at their lowest. And so we can only expect that, you know, knowing what they've given us, you know, from the books and from the show, um, the Lannisters are not the ones to back down. And obviously, uh, we assume they'll uh, gain a lot of power back. And, you know, like you said from the trailers, yeah, that's pretty obvious. I feel bad for anybody that's getting in Cersei's way. Like, if you look at the end, because I just rewatched season five, you know, kind of hyping myself up for it. <laughs> yeah. If you look at the end shot when the mountain is carrying her and just the look in her eyes, it's like, oh, I've seen that look before from a woman. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I've seen that look. We've all seen that look. That is not that is not a look you want. So she's definitely about to come after a lot of people. I think the the high sparrow is about to find out. Oh yeah, the, the high sparrow is about to get deaded, man. <laughs> I like when she said to her, uh, "What was her her nephew or cousin?" Um, when she said, "Like, oh no, no, actually, was it Jamie?" Right when he said about the gods, they yeah. they spill more blood than anyone. I was like, "That's dope. I like that." Mm. So oh, yeah, it's it's about to get crazy for them. And then and then you know we mentioned Bran a second ago. I, I assume his story is probably going to more intertwine with the White Walkers and that kind of stuff because he's more on the you know the magical type of storyline. Um, mm-hmm. you, you obviously he's going to be a huge part of this season, though, right? I mean, there's no way around it at this point because last season yeah, we had no brand. Yeah, that's definitely my opinion. Is that Brand's going to be? I think in the story as a whole, I think Brand is definitely a very important piece of it. You see him like uh, there's a shot of him laying down. You know, with his eyes rolled back in the head, warging. I think that he, I mean, he could warg into a dragon. You know what I mean? Like, who knows where oh, how that's going to eventually go. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that he's eventually going to become like the tree seer. And he's going to be kind of their ace in their back pocket, as it were, against the war against the White Walkers. Yeah. Well, the White Walkers, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be interesting. I'm, I'm excited that he's coming back. You know that they're really gonna, you know, implement him this season. And then, speaking of dragons, you know, the mother of dragons, she obviously has herself in a in a, in a spot where, you know, we don't know what exactly is about to happen. We don't know if they know who she is, and it's a good thing or if it's a bad thing. Um, the one part I do like about it is, um, like you said, it, it, you know, it's putting Tyrion in that position in the back at the, um, you know, the city where it looks like they're going to allow him to play out, you know, a, a mental game. You know, it looks like the the city, they're going to bring the issues to him there, you know, and let him take that role over that she couldn't handle. Um, so I, I, I'm really interested in seeing that unfold. Cause I think that's going to be really fun. Um, of course, he's always good for the, the quotes and everything. So, you know, we've seen that in the trailer even. Um, but I think his, the storyline there is going to be really interesting. I mean, we don't know how soon she'll get back there. You know what I mean? It could, it could be the whole season we're watching and she's not there anymore. So, um, you know who, yeah, who, who knows how that's going to unfold. Do you have any idea? Do you have have you thought about that at all? Yeah, definitely. I, I don't think she's going back to Marine. I think um, I think eventually what will happen is I think she'll be broken down uh, with the Dothraki, maybe rise up, maybe actually have the Dothraki end up following her again by the end of the season. Uh-huh. But I think that she's going to emerge from this with her eyes set straight on Westeros. I don't think she's going to be 
going back to Marine. And with Tyrion, I really like the fact that they have him running the city. Like, my favorite Tyrion season was season two, when he was uh, the Hand of the King. Oh, yeah. You know, and that's and playing the game and playing the political game and the chess game. And that's, that's when Tyrion's at his best, when he's outwitting these people. You know, he's not a physical guy. He's not anything like that. He's, like you said, he drinks and he knows things. <laughs> yeah, I love, that. I love that. I, mean? I love that yeah, line. I love that line. Yeah, it's the best line of that trailer. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, I'm really, I'm really excited to see him kind of remold Marine because Daenerys, let's just face it, she messed it up. You know what I mean? She totally destroyed that city. She pulled, she pulled a Bush Cheney in 02 and thought that she would be greeted as a liberator. <laughs> didn't realize that, oh, people, people don't like it when you just kind of shit on thousands of years of culture. I mean, who thought it? You yeah. know, like, <laughs> you would think that'd be obvious. I mean, you know, people in general don't handle change well, even if it's a, you know, a slight change, but she went in there and flipped the whole thing upside down, you know? And, yeah, uh, yeah. In a day, she's and it's like, oh, it's just going to be okay. You know, I got the Unsullied. All the slaves are going to love me. Everything's going to be great. But even some of the slaves were pissed off at her. Yeah. Because they had, you know, good positions with good families, you know. Like, I think what she did on the whole was good for a lot of the slaves. But even some of them were mad at her for coming back. So she definitely, she definitely left that city in kind of a ruin. And I think that Tyrion is definitely the best guy that could step up and reform it into an actual livable environment once yeah. again. Yeah, that's going to be fun, man. I, I really, that's going to be one of the uh, underrated uh, situations in the show because everyone's thinking about all the other stuff. Um, before before we leave the whole Game of Thrones um, subject and go into other things, what is, if you had to pick, you know, one person or one role or one character, how, however you want to look at it, that you're interested, you know, the most amped up to see how things unfold for them this season. I mean, there, there's so many options. There's people we haven't even talked about, you know, Littlefinger and um, all these guys. So is, is, is there one person that you can kind of, you know, nail down that you're, like, you're super excited to see how things happen for them? I mean, it seems kind of like an obvious one, but it's got to be Jon Snow. I mean, it just, that's the big question of the season. That's, that was the big shocker of last season. So, I mean, as, as far as what I'm most excited to see, I'm most because I don't think he's dead. I don't think he's dead. I, I was just going to ask you, like, do you, do you have a uh, an idea or, you know, something that, you know, basically do you have something that you thought of that you think is going to unfold a certain way or are you just kind of going into it, you know, whatever, seeing what they bring? I think I, I think he's inside Ghost, honestly. I think his, his consciousness is, is inside of Ghost. I okay. think that, unfortunately, Ghost might have to be sacrificed in order for Melisandre to do her thing to bring him back. But I think I think the reason that we got the death of Jon Snow is what is, like, the main thing that we know about Jon Snow? It's that he's loyal. Right. And he won't break an oath. His oath was to the Night's Watch. Right. Now he's dead. So if he comes back from the dead... That oath is null and void. Oh, I see where you're you know going with I mean? this. Okay, so so so, so you're saying kind of a plot so, device so so you're saying basically when they when they killed him, he jumped into theoretically into the into ghost, right? Yeah. And so she's yeah, going to bring him more, back, and so yeah. he's going to come back from Ghost into Jon Snow again. But since he technically died, you're saying anything that he promised or oaths that he lived by in the in his previous life, technically speaking, are now null and void. Yeah. 
So it's so he's free to do what he needs to do in order to fight the White Walkers, to maybe, you know, um, help the Starks bring back the North. You know, like, he's got a lot of different directions that he could go in that he really couldn't do before because he was handcuffed by being the Lord Commander of the Night's Watch and this duty that he had. Right. Well, that duty's gone. Right. Like, you, you do it until death. He's dead. So I do think, I think... The whole thing is essentially just a plot device to free up Jon Snow from having to be North, uh, Lord Commander of the Night's Watch and allow him to pursue his own path. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I haven't heard that, that, you know, that uh, that idea yet, but that, that makes sense. You know, it makes sense. And, and of course, no matter what, you know, no matter what way the plot goes, no matter which way the story unfolds, anyone watching just hopes Jon Snow is alive, no matter how you slice it. You oh, know what yeah, I mean? definitely. <laughs> And so uh, ho- hopefully, one, hopefully they get that to us. Hopefully, in eight days, nine days, we day. know that. Yeah, I think I think they'll drag it out the first season because Benny Off and Weiss tend to kind of be dicks. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think they'll drag it out the first episode. You know, you'll probably get a few shots of Jon Snow, and then I think I think episode two will probably be when we get because they just can't have that hanging over the whole season. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I do think they'll get it relatively out of the way early episode two, episode three. That'll be like the big episode, and it'll end with you know Jon Snow opening his eyes and then cue music. You know what I mean? Uh, like you got you got this thing planned out, man. You got it all planned out. But there's a lot of stuff that of the ancillary storylines that I'm excited for. Like I'm really excited about the Lannisters. I'm excited about Arya. I want to see Arya become a little badass. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. We we didn't even mention her, but you've seen her in the uh, in the trailer, like flipping up right off the ground. So I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah. She, like nips up. Yeah, she's doing, doing a little parkour in the first trailer, you know, <laughs> going through the city of Bravos, you know? Like, I want to I wanna see... There's nothing I love better than, like, a small badass. You know? Yeah, like, yeah. Somebody that's, like, five foot tall but can whoop ten guys. And that's what I want to see Arya become. I want her to become, like, a master assassin. And watching that transformation, I think, will be fascinating. Yeah. And I love Arya. Arya is one of my favorite characters. Yeah, they, they, they've done a great job with her. But I, I, I think it's cool how, you know, with the Stark children, the ones that are alive, they've they've split them up completely. Do you know what I mean? They're, they're like, you know, they're all going in different ways, like, completely. Like, their storylines are completely you know, off of each other's path. So I, I like how they did that, how they've broken them up, but like, they're all still important in whatever way, you know, whatever storyline that they're, you know, mm-hmm. moving in. So I think that's pretty cool too. Yeah. So, so and I think, I think we'll see a much stronger Sansa. Like I do. I think she'll catch her feet. I think she's going to be the one to rally the North against the Boltons. Yeah. Like I think she's going to be sitting at the head of that army ready to exact her revenge and i just i hope that she gets to kill that son of a bitch oh, like, yeah he, he, i hope she put the knife straight through his throat like, he, he, he's one of the most hated characters right i mean along with like joffrey he obviously oh, to me joffrey took the crown i think but other than him this guy man is up there right so and, and like you said the little easter the little easter egg that we've seen of her wearing the stark thing i think that's a you know a telling mm-hmm. sign to me he's worse than joffrey really like yeah, because Joffrey was a bastard, but Joffrey was dumbass. Uh, Ramsey's not dumb. Like he's he's a bastard and he's smart. Yeah, I mean, he took true. out the Bolton army with twenty guys. You know what I mean? Like, so to me, that's much more dangerous than what than what Joffrey was. Joffrey was more like he was just a spoiled little brat. You know, he was like the Johnny Manziel. Of <laughs> you know, he's just a dumb, spoiled little shit. Oh man! If but, any, if anyone can Photoshop, they got to put 
Manziel's head on on Joffrey or Joffrey yeah, on Manziel. I want, to, I want to see that right now. <laughs> I want, yeah, if the internet does anything, all right, we need this victory. <laughs> <laughs> that would be hilarious. But yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, like you said, you know, Joffrey's more of the spoiled brat, kind of just. You know, you know he he was the king, so he's just kind of you know ruling, you know ruling and, and being ruthless. But you know, with um with uh, what's his name uh that you were just talking about uh yeah yeah, li- li- yeah with him he's so like you said he's so dark. You know what I mean? It's so torturous and so um just so nasty, downright dirty. You know what I mean? So I I see where you're coming from with that. I guess Joffrey has done some pretty messed up stuff on a, on a grander scale, but the other dude is uh dark man, just just really really nasty. And and like you said, you hope if anyone kills him, it's her. You know what I mean? Because the things he's oh, done yeah. to her, it's just it's just right. Or even um what's his name? Uh, the Iron Theon. Yeah, Theon. Yeah, somehow maybe they both can you know kill him somehow or whatever to make it kind of for him it would be super revengeful. You know, so we'll see. I don't. I don't like Theon. I hope he's dead quick. <laughs> I just want him to die in the snow. Wow. Like, I'm tired of that guy. <laughs> tired of his. You he feel like his character balls, is weak or what? It, yeah. How much did it take for him to grow some balls to finally do something? Well, he got I him mean, cut off, didn't he? Insane. Or that was his like, dick. Yeah. Yeah. Was, <laughs> I, I don't know if it was a fool. I don't. I don't know how that process was. I've never experienced it. So I don't know. I don't know if they lob off both, you know. But he just—he has no guts. He's—he's he's spineless. He was spineless in the beginning. He betrayed uh, Rob Stark. Like I'm just—I'm done with Theon. I want Sansa to leave his ass laying in the snow to die. I have no. Man, you want—you want, you no want Sansa to go on a warpath, man? I do. I do. <laughs> the poor girl's been such a victim for the first five seasons. Like I want to see. I want to see some of that Callan Stark that's in her come out. You know, yeah. Callan Stark was a very strong woman, a very opinionated woman, and I want to see that from Sansa, especially because the show gets a lot of backlash because it doesn't have, aside from Daenerys, and even Daenerys, you know, she kind of leans on the men around her, you know, it doesn't have a strong female presence. And I want to see Sansa become that. Like yeah. the, I don't need any of you sons of bitches. I'm gonna do this shit my way. Yeah, I think I think I think I think you're right. I think she's gonna take that role on and and own it. Um, so we're gonna see, man. There's a lot of interesting, you know, stuff that are gonna you know kind of unravel for us, and hopefully they don't make us wait too long. Um, for the Jon Snow thing, even episode one, man. If they don't do it on episode one, even that's gonna kill me. I'm not gonna lie. I need to know like ASAP <laughs> out the gate. <laughs> yeah, it's just. That's just not the way they do things. Yeah, I know. It sucks. I know. <laughs> Pretty often wives like to drag it out. <laughs> All right, man. I well, want to dangle that carrot. You know, eight days, eight days and some hours away. You know. Um it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty monumental, so I'm I'm excited for that. Um, other things that are happening right now, um, movie wise, is uh, the Civil War movie and the Doctor Strange movie. So as far as Doctor Strange goes, I'm not even gonna lie. I won't pretend I don't know a whole lot about them. I've tried to do some research on them, but you know I had to bring the expert nerd on um, to kind of kind of really delve into that because it, the movie, just from what I see in the trailer and you know the little research I've done, it looks super interesting interesting but again i don't know you know the whole story behind it like like for instance why if i don't know who dr strange is in that capacity and, I, and i'm not you know i'm not su- i wasn't super into comics like super super into him um so i didn't know who he was even really i've heard the name and i've seen you know just the character himself mm-hmm. but i don't know his background and stuff so with that being said why a movie for him 
you know, I mean, it is in, in, in this in this comic book world in the, in the Marvel universe, you know, where where is his character status? Is basically what I'm getting to. Well, really, and don't feel bad. Not a lot of people know who Doctor Strange is. Really, before the Iron Man movie, not a lot of people knew who Iron Man was. He was still kind of thought of as a B character. Like Marvel was kind of laughed at putting out an Iron Man movie because it was like uh, the thought about this at the time was. Um, people only care about X-Men, Spider-Man, Batman. That's all they care about. Right. Superman. But I, that's why I love that we're getting a Doctor Strange movie because it's like 10 years ago, I was like, this is amazing. We've got Spider-Man and Batman, you know, like this is nuts, you know. And But now we're actually, we're getting to a lot of the meat of the Marvel Universe. But Doctor Strange really is one of the most underrated characters in Marvel Comics. He's one of the most powerful guys. He's one of the most respected guys. Like he, um, he's a member of a group in the comic books called the Illuminati, <laughs> which is uh, it's Doctor Strange, uh, Professor X, Mister Fantastic, Tony Stark. Like it's it's all the the smart uh, Black Panthers in it. It's all the smartest minds in the Marvel universe, and they kind of come together and they deal with things more on like a cosmic scale, you know, universal scale as opposed to you know, fighting bank robbers and things like that. Right. Normal superheroes do. But the reason I think that we're getting him in the the movies is that a lot of, and I think we'll see with Civil War, and we'll talk about that in a little bit, I think a lot of, like, the older ones are getting phased out. You know, like, uh, your Iron Man, your Captain America, I think all of that's going to end up kind of breaking up. I think Doctor Strange is a good character that could kind of become, like, the new leader of whatever this new generations and these new iterations of the Avengers or whatever you want to call it eventually become. So, so, okay. But, so, uh, so coming out with the Dr. Strange movie is kind of, um, the, the, um, the gateway for us into other characters that maybe we're not as familiar with. It's a good start. You're saying a good starting yeah, spot. Exactly. Exactly. And if like, um, you want me to, you want me to talk to tell you about his origin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me a little bit of a background on him. Like, I mean, are, are, just really quick, even before the origin thing, are we going to see other characters in this movie, you think? Or is it just about Doctor Strange? I don't think so. I think this is a isolated story. Like, um, I, I don't think that you'll get, like, the Force cameo. You'll probably get, like, Easter eggs, references, things like that, like they put in every Marvel movie. But I don't think you'll get, like, the Force cameo like you got in Ant-Man where you had him fight Falcon. You right, know I mean? right, like, right. I, I do think this is going to be a very isolated origin story and it's because dr strange introduces an entirely new element into the mcu which is magic okay you know we got a little bit of that with thor but even thor's like quote-unquote magic was still science-based it was just supposed to be like a higher level of science that humans hadn't reached yet uh-huh. but this is like the first actual like straight magic that we're getting in the mcu so i think that they're they're gonna isolate his story Okay, so so as a guy who who isn't familiar with Doctor Strange like that, um, it, it, sell me on the movie, right? I don't if it's the origin, if it's the story. What what is gonna make me want to see it besides the fact that it just looks badass? Like, what's gonna sell me the ticket? Like, what's gonna make me buy it? Doctor Strange, he was a uh, he was a surgeon, right? Uh huh. He was actually like he's kind of like a cross between uh, Tony Stark and Doogie Howser. I don't know if that's <laughs> selling you on it, but that's that's the best way to describe it. He uh he. Breeze through medical school was the top surgeon in the in the world. Everybody came to him, but he was an arrogant asshole. Like if you didn't have the right insurance, couldn't pay, he would 
blow you out the door without a second thought of it. He was a drunk, actually, in the original um, iteration. Like, he was a pretty hardcore drunk. And so, he, so, so, so far, it sounds he, like he's a piece of shit. Okay. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> it's pretty much who he was. Like, in the, in the beginning, he was a piece of shit. And then um, he gets, he goes out, he drinks, he uh, drinks and drives, which I don't think that they'll do this in this movie. They'll probably just do a car accident. But he gets to a car accident, and it completely smashes his hands. And they're able to save his hands, but he's no longer able to perform surgery. So he starts going throughout the world. He spends basically his entire fortune trying to find a way to fix his hands so that he can do the only thing that he knows to do. And it humbles him quite a bit. And then eventually he meets this character called the Ancient One, who's played by uh, Tilda Swan- uh, Swanson in the, the movie. Right, I've seen the trailer. In the trailer she's, like, I, she's like, yeah, there's the bald woman. Yeah. She's like, I could save you, but I'm not going to. Like I've been, She said, like, I've been watching you for a very long time, and I believe that you could become the Sorcerer Supreme, which in the, the Marvel world is like the greatest Sorcerer in the world, or whatever, you know? Uh-huh. So, so she doesn't fix him, but... She begins to train him. She convinces him to train under magic. And he goes from there. He eventually becomes the Sorcerer Supreme. Uh, he encounters a lot of, like, a lot, a lot of his villains are, like, cosmic villains, like, uh, from beings from other planes of existence, like Dormammu, um, the guy named Mordo, who's uh-huh. actually in the movie played by uh, Chuatel Ejiofor. Okay. Which I don't know if he's going to be a straight villain. He might be like an anti-hero. That's what I've been hearing. But um, yeah, so he fights more on like a like a cosmic scale, and than your normal your average superhero does. Okay. Well, I mean, it, it sounds you know the, the story sounds good. Um, the visuals, you know, just from the trailer alone, look good. So oh, look amazing. Yeah, everything looks good. And I'm, and I'm kind of into the science magic type of stuff, you know, so it looks cool the way the universe is involved and all that kind of stuff. So, I, I mean, I'm definitely going to watch it, you know, and go into it. Like I said, I don't know if it's a good thing that I don't know anything about it. But like I said, just from seeing the trailer, it looked, you know, it looked amazing. And hopefully it uh, it lives up to it because I know a lot of these, you know, it's, it's been seeming like a lot of the movies have been getting you know, not even, maybe not the greatest reviews, I don't know if people are, if there's too many of them, or whatever it is, but to me, this looks like a fresh start, you know what I mean, so, um, oh yeah, I think, I I think this movie will be really good, I think, um, I think it'll only kind of touch on his power set, because like I said, he's one of the most powerful beings, like, he stood toe-to-toe with Hulk, he stood toe-to-toe with Thanos, it's actually a really cool storyline in, um, World War Hulk, which if nobody's ever read that comic, read that comic, it's fantastic, but Hulk kind of comes back to Earth because they ship Hulk into space, right? right? Hulk comes back to Earth and he's pissed, and he's just wrecking shop on the Avengers. And there's actually there's this really cool part that uh, Doctor Strange is going up to him and it's Bruce Banner, and Bruce Banner and Doctor Strange are really good friends. And he's going up to him and they're having this heart to heart and all that, and Bruce Banner takes his hand and puts his hands in his, and then he just turns into the Hulk and he just smashes his hands to bit again. <laughs> <laughs> just totally wrecks him again make this movie make this movie yeah right uh everybody's been clamoring for world war hulk for 10 years like that's one of the ones everybody wants to see but uh he drinks this potion that turns his hands into like maces and he goes toe-to-toe with the hulk wow now if you can if you can 
get through his magical barrier. He is just a guy. So he's still like he's still susceptible to brute force um, when he does like astral proje- astral projection, which is where he like basically takes his soul and projects it elsewhere and leaves his body. His body is still vulnerable, things like that. You know what I mean? But generally, he's one of the most powerful guys in all of Marvel. So I think it'll be really cool to see. But I think that they'll only touch on it a little bit because they probably understand that a lot of your casual fans don't know who Doctor Strange is. So I think this movie will be more about establishing the character, establishing the world, kind of working this magic into it, things like that. And then that maybe if we get a Doctor Strange 2, that's when you'll see him kind of go full out Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah, because that, that, that's kind of the tough part when they make these movies is, you know, you want to make it for the diehards, but at the same time, if you make it too diehard, you kind of lose the casual, you know, the casual person. Oh, so. exactly. So we'll see. But like the I said, I, it, just from what I see in the trailer and from what you're telling me, like I said, I'm interested. It looks good. And, you know, I, I, I think it'll do well, you know. Um and speaking of other movies that are coming out, Civil War, right? So um, this one, obviously, everyone's seen the trailers. Everyone knows all the characters in all this right. movie. Um, what do you feel like with these movies they are now grasping at straws? Or do you feel like, you know, this is a good thing? Like, do you feel like all these characters in one movie, are we just reaching at this point? Or, you know, is this the way things should be going? Oh, this is, I think this is the way things should be going. 100%. Like, I think that the guy that's running Marvel is a guy named Kevin Feige, and he, I really can't question his vision so far, because for the most part, 90% of the stuff that Marvel puts out is fantastic. Right, he's done well. With Civil War, I think, like, I do think you'll have some people being like, oh, you know, DC did Batman vs. Superman, so now they're doing Civil War, and they're just going to have superheroes fighting, blah, 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 but I do think it's a natural evolution from what we've got up to this point, you know, like, because the the Civil War in the comics and Civil War in the movie, I, I think, are very going to be pretty different from each other. Mm-hmm. Um, well, how how, how do we get to this point? How do we get to the point of Civil War? What you know? What what is leading us to this point? I think it's the consequences of all the things that have happened in the previous movies. You know, uh, Washington D.C. getting uh, D.C. getting messed up in Captain America: Winter Soldier. New York getting attacked by aliens. Um, what happened in Sokovia and Age of Ultron, you know, and what what I've seen from the trailers is that it's a battle of the government wants to rein the Avengers and super superpowered people in so that we don't get these catastrophic events where, and that's where Tony Stark sides and then Captain America is more on the side that we need to be able to act independently and not just be basically agents of the U.S. government, which right. is what, what they want. You know what I mean? But I do think it's definitely a natural evolution when you look at that. Because think about it in the real world. I mean, if some shit like that actually happened, there would be congressional investigations. There would be, there, there would need to be, there would be a lot of demand for oversight. Oh, yeah. I um, mean, if, 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 if the superhero thing happened in real life, it would be like how the government's acting to DFS right now, right? To Daily Fantasy Sports. They're like, exactly, hey, yeah, hey, exactly. it, it was cool when it started. Everyone likes it, but I think we're going to need to have some, uh, you know, some of our hands on this one. Uh, can't just let you guys do what you want, you know? Exactly. So I do think it's definitely a natural evolution. And that's one of the reasons I'm excited about the movies. I think it's evolved to this point. I kind of wish that if, like, if I could go back and change one thing, at the end of Ult- Ultron, 
everybody seemed to be kind of, you know, cool with each other again. And I think that they had a missed opportunity of there being, like, a real division there. Like, they could have used that as a device to essentially lead people maybe more into accepting Civil War. If, you know, you ended the movie with Captain America and, and Iron Man just kind of pissed off at each other and going their separate ways as opposed to shaking their hands and everything's cool again. You know what I mean? Right, so that would kind of lead us into this one, and then we also um, we also see in the trailer at least um, Spider Man making a cameo. Um, is he gonna have a big role yeah. in this movie? You think? Or from what I've heard, he's actually in it more than like I probably originally anticipated. Because when when they wrote the script for Civil War, they had one with Spider Man and without without Spider Man, and it was thought that like Black Panther would kind of take up the Spider Man role because Spider Man in in the Civil War comic, he's one of the pivotal characters of the entire battle. Right. He starts off, he um, he actually, because this is, this is the Spider-Man that's been around for 30 years, different than what we're going to get in the movies, but he, uh, he unmasks in a public setting to side with, like, the Registration Act, to side with Tony Stark to show that I'm here to show you my secret identity. I don't think anybody should have a secret identity. And then as the comics go on, he kind of flips over to Captain America's side, so he's a very important character in the, the comic book story arc. I figured it, it came in so late that he wasn't going to be that in this movie, and maybe if they were going to, like I said, put Black Panther more in that role. But from what I've heard, he's actually in it a lot more. And I'm just excited we're getting, you know, Spider-Man interacting with Iron Man and Captain America. I think it's cool as shit. I think the costume's awesome. It's very 1960s Steve Ditko kind of Spider-Man costume, and I think I'm glad that we have Spider-Man in hands that I think will use the character properly, as Sony has shown that for 10 years they haven't been able to do. Yeah, yeah, it, it looks fun, and, and also, I mean, what, just curious—not uh, storyline or anything—but what do you think about the guy who, the actor who plays Spider-Man? Do, do you like him, or do you do you think the other one, Tobey Maguire, Tom was better? Holland. I mean, how do you feel about him? I haven't seen Tom Holland in a lot of stuff, so like I'm not gonna act like I'm an expert on him. But I'm glad that we're getting a teenage Spider-Man. Right. I'm glad that they're, they're dealing with that because in the movies, he's teenage for half of the first movie, and then he's off to college and he's an adult or whatever. And I think a lot of the appeal of Spider-Man, at least when I was a kid, was just kind of this this kid dealing with all this. You know what I mean? Dealing with these superpowers plus trying to keep a secret identity plus trying to, you know, not get bitched at by his aunt. You know what I mean? Like there was a lot of different, different elements with that. And I think that they could, if they can play with that, that's definitely the better route to go with Spider-Man than kind of going straight to adulthood. So I'm glad that we're getting a young Spider-Man. I don't know Tom Holland quite a lot, but I, Marvel's nailed pretty much every casting choice that they've made you know like uh samuel jackson is nick fury uh robert downey jr is iron man chris evans is captain america chris hemsworth is Thor. like i mean they even the the netflix shows that the casting is phenomenal so i have the utmost faith that tom holland is the right guy for the job Sweet, well, yeah. I mean, like, like, like you said, I mean, we've seen so many different Spider Men, so many different Batman, and so you know, hopefully, hopefully this one, you know, hopefully this one is, you know, the best casted one up until this point. And it looks interesting. Do you think anyone is going to die? Any superheroes die in this one? Yeah, there's um, 
definitely in the trailer you see like uh, War Machine laying down on the ground and Tony Stark laying over him. And I think that's a complete misdirect. Uh-huh. Um, I could I could talk about the storyline that follows the Civil War in the comics, but I feel like that might be too spoil uh, too spoilery. Yeah, yeah, that's not so that's not I'll totally is, spoil it. I think either Iron Man or Captain America don't make it out of this movie alive. Damn. Okay. It's... I think one of those two will die. And I think it's necessary, I think, because you see, we've gotten a lot of fake-outs, we've gotten a lot of smaller character deaths, Quicksilver, guys like that. If they don't kill somebody major in one of these movies, there's no real stakes Right, 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 right. for these movies, you know what I mean? So I think... I, I do. I think one of those two don't make it out a lot. They need to pull up. They need to pull a play out of the Game of Thrones playbook and let someone die, man. I mean, come exactly. on, Game of Thrones exactly. don't give you a damn leave. who you are. I'm not gonna lie. Any HBO show, they don't give a damn what kind of character you are, how important you are. They'll knock you off. <laughs> but that's why it's so great, you know. And then and then you have other characters step up, you know. And exactly. Exactly. We've got we've got Doctor Strange coming out. We've got Black Panther coming out. We've got uh, Captain Marvel coming out. We've got all these other characters coming out that would be able to step up. Plus, we have Spider Man in the MCU, even though he's still owned by Sony. Like all of his uh, his own movies will still be Sony movies, but they'll still take place in the same universe. It's a whole convoluted right, right. thing between Marvel and Sony. But um, we have these other characters that can step up. I think if you kill off one of those two major ones, you leave people leaving that. You have people leaving that cinema, going, "Damn!" Exactly. What I mean, the hell are they gonna I, do I, now? We, last time we were, if they kill off like Hawkeye or somebody, it's gonna be sad. Yeah, nobody's really gonna give a shit. Exactly. You know, like, yeah, I mean, last time, you know, you were on the show, I know you talked about how you hated Walking Dead. And that's, like, the one gripe I have with The Walking Dead is, like, okay, for instance, the main character is Rick. I feel like they would never kill him off, right? But when mm-hmm. I watch Game of Thrones, there's guys who I feel like, you know, if you kill this guy off, you know, it's going to change the show, and yet they still do it. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. It's the same yeah, thing they with... Still, they don't care. It's the same thing with people if they watched um, Boardwalk Empire, if they watched any of these other HBO shows, they'll know what I'm talking about. There's characters that are the main character, the main one or two characters, whatever the case is, and they'll kill them. You know what I mean? And then it leaves you sitting there like, can I watch this show anymore without this person? And then guess what? Next week, you're back there watching it, and for three more seasons, you're still watching it. You know what I mean? But with Walking Dead, yeah, exactly. I feel like they'll kill people, but it's like insignificant people. I don't. I know you're not a fan yeah, of The Walking Dead. I, I know you're not a fan of The Walking Dead, but on the last episode um, that just happened, um, they had this character named yeah, Negan. Yeah, you heard about it, right? Where he killed somebody, supposedly, but we don't know who it is, right? And um, you hear all these, if you look on the internet, if you listen to podcasts, whatever, everyone's you know throwing a name out there who they think it is. But the one name you never see is Rick, you know? And it's like, yeah. that bothers me, because why can't Rick be it, you know? And yeah, so if, that's like if my they gripe. Would kill off Rick, then somebody else has to step up. Somebody else has to be the leader. You know what I mean? And it gives these these other characters opportunities to shine that they don't get without this main character being there. Exactly. And, know, ima- that, and imagine that's the best thing that uh, imagine how right. talked about you know what I mean the show would be if you kill Rick or you know whatever the case is like it would be major. You know what I mean? But they're, they, oh, yeah. they 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 play that safety net. So it is what it is. 
yeah, it's just having the the balls to do it, and that's what the only character I don't think Game of Thrones can kill off is Tyrion. I might like Riot. If they kill Tyrion, <laughs> like I literally, I think like my my I'm gonna have to buy a new TV because I will throw my remote. I'm not gonna lie, man. <laughs> if Jon Snow's eyes, if Jon Snow's eyes don't open up on that show, man, I'm gonna have a problem with it too. It's pretty serious. It's pretty serious. Yeah, there might be over that one, too. Yeah, there, there would be. Benny Off and Weiss will be getting death threats. <laughs> <laughs> so, the um, the one other movie that I wanted to touch on that we've seen a trailer, there's a couple of movies, but, you know, we're, I'm going to have you back on again, of course. And so, you're, you're you know, a big part of this. So, I had to leave meat on the bone, you know, for you to come back. But um, the, other, the other movie that, you know, everyone's talking about on the internet right now is, is Star Wars Rogue One. And so... This, you know, I watched the trailer uh, again. I'm, I'm a little eh, iffy about it. I mean, you know, w- what when is the time set in? You know, who's the chick, the main character? I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't think to the casual observer we know who this person is. Do you know what I mean? Well, Star Wars fans don't know who she is. Right. Like, That's what um, I'm saying. Just the I, I, the real fans, the diehards know. I, I can't think of a name off the top of my head but her character is a total mystery this whole storyline is uh, essentially a total mystery what what Rogue One deals with is you remember in episode 4 when Leia has the plans for the Death Star and she gives him the R2-D2 right right in the beginning yes when the, the Empire is coming for a ship mm-hmm. Rogue One deals with how they got those plans Okay. So it's basically the mission to get the Death Star plans leading into episode four. But a lot of the characters, aside from like your Mon Martha, uh, Mon Martha, Mon Martha, who's uh, the woman with the the white things on her head. Yeah. And uh, a few of them. But other than that, all these characters are a mystery. Forrest Whitaker's character, the, the other bounty hunters you see, like you see the blind guy with the staff fighting off stormtroopers. All these guys are a mystery, which is really one of the cool things about this is that we don't know who the hell these people are. I like that we're getting a storyline outside of the Skywalker storyline. Right. We're getting characters outside of the Skywalker storyline. It shows that there's more than, you know, 30 people in this universe. And I like that there's not going to be any Jedi in this movie. Like, this movie essentially is going to be like a war slash heist movie. Yeah. There's there's no Jedi. There's no mysticism. There's no any of that. It's just battles, it's dealing with the rebellion, it's dealing with things like that. I'm really excited for it. Yeah, you got I know. the guys that did uh, Zero Dark Thirty working on it. Oh, so, wow. So that's, that, that's, that's, that a, that's a good twist. The, yeah, that gives you the tone that they're kind of hoping to achieve. Yeah, and I, and I, and I noticed when I was watching the trailers and everything, I, I didn't see any lightsabers, I didn't see that. And I was like, okay, this is, you know, this is interesting. You know what I mean? I mean, without that stuff and without the familiar characters, for the most part, um, do, you, do you think it still has the potential to be a big hit or is that going to hurt it? Oh, it'll definitely be a big hit. I don't think it'll be as big as, like, The Force Awakened was or, like, the main ones were, but I don't think they're expecting it to, you know what I mean? I liken it to the Avengers movies are way bigger movies than like the solo Captain America or Iron Man movies are. Right. Like box office wise, buzz wise. Whenever the Avengers hit, it's just a it's just a much grander scale than what those are. And that's how it's gonna be with this. Like your main trilogy episode seven, episode eight, episode nine, that's gonna be your big your big draws. But these other ancillary stories like they're doing a um uh, Han Solo 
prequel movie. Uh-huh. There's talks of a uh, Obi-Wan prequel movie. Uh, Ewan McGregor's in talks to reprise that role. These movies will be more of your, your side stories. But I like that. I like that we're building this universe as opposed to it's just the Skywalker family and their importance. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, it's cool how, you know, back in the day, maybe you would get one movie and then you'd wait years for something else. But now we're getting, like, movies popping up left and right, and it's kind of forming, you know, like you said, universes in a way um, of these of these movies, you know? So there's, like, all these different angles we're seeing, different storylines. We don't have to just follow whatever one movie puts out, and that's it. And then we have to, like, use our imagination. Exactly. Now we actually get to see our imagination play out in all the other stories. So it's cool. And, um, you know, I, I look forward to it. We got, a, we got a bunch of good movies coming out, you know, and um, a, lot, a lot to oh, look I'm, forward to. I've got to get, like, a second job for all these movies that are coming out. Like, <laughs> yeah, and like, kids, guys. And, 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 and like I said, there. Go yeah, and and there's so many movies that, like I said, we could even discuss right now that trailers are out, you know, discussions are out about it, and I don't want to go into it because there's just, we got, you know, there's got to be a reason to come back, man. We we could we could do this for five hours yeah. if we had to, yeah, you know. Be a, yeah, I was gonna say it's be a five hour podcast. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> so the uh, the the one the one last thing I wanted to touch on before we jump into. Uh, our clock dodger favorite game of foul or no foul the last thing i wanted to touch on really quick and it's and it's not movies or tv it's actually just a tech kind of side of things sort of and kind of almost political in in, in a way um is the whole fbi apple situation um i just wanted to talk to you about it because i think it's crazy you know what's going on and because we're kind of geeking out here i figure iphones tech let's go there um what what do you think about this whole basically the situation if, if you're not if someone's not familiar with it is uh, the, you know, the FBI, the government had a phone from the um, the California uh, shooter who um, was, you know, the terrorist attack, and they wanted to get into that phone, and they said there could be things there that could help them um, with, the, with the situation, with the case, and maybe help them in the future for other situations like this, and so they said they needed to get into the phone, it's locked, and they asked Apple to give them access to it so to hack into it for them to give them a way to hack into it um and apple said we would break into this you know we we can't give you a hack because if we give you a back door then anybody can use this back door to get into anybody's phone basically and 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 you know apple's big thing is privacy right you know they have all these things set in place so that your information on your phone is private and it is protected and so apple you know basically fought tooth and nail and basically decide they would not help, you know, the FBI, the government with this. Um, I wanted to just kind of, I know my take on it, but I kind of wanted to hear yours first and see how, how do you feel about this situation? Do you think Apple did the right thing um, or do you think they made a mistake? I 100% think they did the right thing. I think they could have helped them with the phone. And like you said, they offered to do that. They said, you know, we'll help you with this one particular phone. But what the FBI wanted was a program to be able to do any iPhone. Yep. And that's not that's not right. Like my theory on it is this: it's it's all a slippery slope. You know what I mean? Once the FBI has this technology in their hand, what's going to save save them from using it at any time? You know what I mean? Right. What's going to keep the this this program from getting out? There's more leaks in the FBI and in the government than there is in anything. Yeah, I mean, we, so we heard about this that case. Gets out, gets into the wrong people's hands. You know what I mean? And anybody can get into your iPhone. But to me, it's a civil liberties matter. Like, you don't... And I know a lot of people say, oh, you know, we're keeping, they're keeping the world safe and we need to be safe and things like that. And I understand that. I get that. It's a dangerous world that we live in. You know, the, the government, the military, they need, they need resources in order to be able to keep us safe. 
but there's a line you draw. People people don't give up freedom generally just because they're forced to. Right. The easiest way to have people give up freedom is to scare them into handing it to you. Mm-hmm. And that's what we did in 2002 uh, with the Patriot Act, you know, that gave that gave the FBI police uh, the ability to wiretap and things like that without warranted and gave them all these unsanctioned powers that went way beyond what anything anybody actually imagined. I don't think how people have voted for that thing actually read it. And it's because we were scared from 9-11 and they used that fear in order to subvert our freedom. Exactly. And I, I commend Apple from, for standing up to him and being like, no, we're not doing this. So I think it's more of a civil liberties matter as opposed to, you know, is, oh, Apple's just not helping the FBI fight terrorism. Exactly. You know what I mean? Which is probably how the FBI wants to portray it. Yeah, they, they they tried to put it into the media. They tried to make them look bad. They tried to they they probably thought that the American people would back their you know what they, what they're asking of, but we actually backed Apple. You know what I mean? And and the the argument that I can't stand when it always comes to not even just this situation, but just privacy in general, is I cannot stand when people say, "Well, you're not a bad guy. If you're not doing anything to hide, why do you care?" I hate that line i cannot stand that argument oh yeah because it, it's not about it, me it, hiding yeah. something it's not about me being a bad guy and hiding something it's just a principle of the fact that i want to feel like what i do is what i do and only i know it <laughs> you know what i mean unless it's meant for everyone to hear exactly. about it you know what i mean i don't we don't put a camera in my bathroom so you can watch me shit for a reason because i don't want you in there with me you know what i mean <laughs> so it's just a it's just exactly. a principle of it you know and if they if they said okay we're gonna put you know cameras in everybody's bathroom we're we all gonna say okay that makes us safe let's do it no no one's gonna want to do that so it's just kind of one of those things where you know I, I commend Apple for doing it. Um, like you said, um, if they did create a hack where they handed it over to the government, and, and again, you you said it, and there's plenty of examples where that we've seen the government hacked by children, even by teenage guys, you know, by teenagers, um, and, and, and something like that got into the wrong hands, um, it could definitely affect a lot of lives, and and. You know, we I, I really commend Apple for doing that. I'll continue to buy iPhones just for the simple fact that they fought so hard for that fact. Um, and so I just wanted to go into it because I don't think a lot of people know about it. You know, they kind of hear one side of the story or they may not even be familiar with the story. So I just wanted to kind of get that out there um, for people to know. You know, I mean, this is your right. You know, so one way or the other, you got to either fight for it or at least be knowledgeable of the situation. So, uh, you know, it's, a, it's an interesting exactly. situation. It's not- it's not a battle, and I do. I hate that argument too. Oh well, I'm not doing anything wrong, so you know what do I care? What do I care? If police surveil me. I'm not doing anything wrong. It's not about that. It's about the the fact that you shouldn't have to live. We don't live in a society where we have to worry about somebody watching. Exactly. It's we live in a society with civil freedoms. I mean, if you want to live in that society, move to Saudi Arabia, move to one of these countries that the government does that. Move to China move to one of these places, but yep. we're supposed to fight against that. And a lot of people talk out of two sides of their mouth. They want, they're, they're for this kind of thing, but they're against government, you know, tramping on other supposed freedoms. You know what I mean? And you, you find a lot of that with conservative media. You know, they'll talk about, you know, I, I haven't watched what conservative media is saying on this, but... It'll be all, oh, you know, it's just a matter of national security. Whenever it's a, whenever they put national security out there, it's just that buzzword to scare the hell out of people, to be like, oh, we need to do this because it's national security. But then they'll talk about, 
other freedoms being trampled on. You know, if you try to mention any kind of level of gun control or anything like that to them, they just scoff at it. No, no, that's my constitutional right. Well, so is this. This is your constitutional right to not be surveilled by anybody, to not have somebody just be able to go through your phone. I mean, what's to stop them? Okay, a kid gets busted with a dime bag of weed. What's to stop him from grabbing his phone, being able to unlock his phone, and go through anybody's that he's been with that ever smoked? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, that kid did something wrong, but that's his crime. Right. You don't deserve to go after every single person he knows and nitpick every single person he knows because of his one crime. He needs to be punished for his crime, and then you move from there. Right. Yeah, I, I just wanted us to get into it because, you know, I, I just feel like it's a dangerous place to go um, if we, you know, you take exactly. that you take that leap and, yeah, you take that leap and you don't know where it leads to after that. But I just want, you know, the listeners um, just to be, you know, just educate yourselves, just be familiar. You know, I know a lot of people don't want to talk politics and things like that, but just educate yourself on it, be knowledgeable of it and, uh, you know, fight for what's right and what you believe in. And that's basically what I wanted to get that across. Um, now it's time, the time that everyone is waiting for, you know, Foul or no foul, let's go. It's that time again. Let's play another round of foul or no foul. The first one, I'm going to kind of mix it up on you, right? So I know we've been kind of uh, geeking out here and doing all the uh, the nerd talk, but I'm going to throw a little bit of other stuff in there, sports and whatnot. Um, so the first one, though, is, is going to stay on the comic side of things. So, so we grew up you know reading comics and our parents grew up in the same you know same thing for the most part they had comics and um, a lot of people grew up on Saturday cartoons you know watching TV and um, that was a big thing for me right you knew certain shows were coming on certain right, times definitely. and so you got ready for it um, but yeah but now you know our kids I feel like they don't grow up on comics necessarily they don't even grow up on reading so much as far as you know that kind of stuff goes it's not their first choice and then i don't i don't even notice the saturday cartoon thing being a big thing anymore i know it's not in my house for my kids unless i make it that way you know what i mean like i don't know if it's yeah. i don't know if it's the quality of shows or what it is but that that feeling isn't there anymore so i want I, i'm just kind of i'm going to throw this statement at you if we stop okay well first of all the movies that they're making now right we're, we're getting some people say we're flooded with superhero movies, X-Men, Marvel, you know, Batman versus Superman. It just keeps going on and on. And some some people are bashing a lot of these movies, saying, you know, they're weak, they're not that great, whatever. So my, 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 my statement to you is if we stop making the movies, the ones that everyone says we're flooding right now, we're flooding the market with, um, these superheroes will fade away. Foul or no foul? Foul. Foul? 100% foul. Yeah, they'll still they'll still have the comic book mediums. They'll still have these mediums. They'll still have the nostalgia. You know what I mean? Like, if they stop making superhero movies tomorrow, I'll just read comic books. You know, and like, my... I think, like, when you talk about kids not reading and things like that, that that's on the parent. Like, my kids read. Right. I, I don't mean read necessarily, but just, like, that, comics. I don't know if there's as much of a buzz about comics unless... You know, we t- we show our kids that way. Um, as much of when we were kids, it was kind of like you know everyone knew what comics were and everyone was involved in them. Everyone enjoyed oh, yeah. them. The, the sales aren't near as what they near what they were in like you know the mid nineties, right? Like that, and that was kind of like the boom of it. But I, I don't think that they'd ever fade away. I think maybe some of your more ancillary characters would fade away, like they did in the late nineties, early two thousands. You know, like you talk about not knowing who Doctor Strange is. Well, a lot of these you don't know who Doctor Strange is. is in the mid '90s to 2005, he was just kind of a side character. He would pop in on a Sp- Spider-Man storyline. He'd pop in on an Avengers storyline. He'd pop in here or there. He didn't have his own run. But your Batman, Superman, 
Spider-Man, X-Men, these are all icons of our culture, you know what I mean? And I don't think just because movies stop getting make, made about them that people of my generation will forget about them. And then I'm not, I'm teaching my kids how cool these people are. And then they're going to teach their kids how cool these people are. You know what I mean? So right. As long as that love still gets passed down from generation to generation, whether they make the movies or not, it's still going to be there. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I say foul also. And, and my main thing for it is, you know, in this world, there's always going to be bad people, right? And so there's always going to need to be good people. And there's always going to need to be hope. And that's what superheroes do for us, you know? So exactly. um, I, I don't think that'll and ever... superheroes just, just appeal to kids. I mean, my kid wants to dress up as Iron Man. He was yep. dressed up as Iron Man yesterday. Like, he had, his, he had his costume on, he had his Iron Man mask on, he had his hand on. You know, my other kid has Captain America, Captain America shield. They were battling back and forth, you know, like they just they, they appeal to kids 100 percent on a very visceral level. Yeah. Yeah. My, my four year old has every costume away just because the movies. Yeah. My four year old's the same way, man. Oh, who am I today? Ant-Man. Who am I today? Spider-Man. You know, what I mean, he's the same way. So, All yeah, right. it's never going to go away. I just wanted to, you know, throw that out there because a lot of people hate on the movies and, you know, give them shit. So, yeah. Um, all right. So There's the next one. One thing, if, uh-huh. if, you know, if you don't mind, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I know we're going long on time, but I just want to say one thing to anybody that's in, listening to this that's really into comic book movies. Chill out. Like, <laughs> stop expecting perfection from every single comic book movie. Like, they... I liked Batman vs. Superman. I didn't love it. You know, anybody that read my my the article I wrote for Clock Dodgers knows that I didn't love the movie, but it had a lot of good points. But we've almost got to this point that we don't accept anything besides perfection. Yep. You know, it has to be exactly how I thought it would be, or it's shit. And that's that's not right. Just yeah. be happy that we're getting this, some of this stuff, because I never in my wildest machinations thought that I would see a Doctor Strange movie or a Black Panther movie or something like that. You know what I mean? So if it's not exactly what you thought it would, just go in and have fun. Stop taking it so seriously and being like, oh, well, it's just, it should have been this or it should have been that. You know what I mean? Like, my my issues with Batman vs. Superman were more Zack Snyder related than they were anything else. You know, like, I think they could have tweaked the storyline here or there. But for the most part, it was a fun movie. I was getting Batman fighting Superman on the big screen. I had fun with it. You know, I think that it was just more like the directorial approach that was taken to to it as opposed to the actual movie itself. But people need to chill out. Just have fun. They're supposed to be fun movies. Yeah, and I'm actually glad you said that because... And, and and what you just said could be for anything in life, right? Not just comic books, not just movies. Just chill out, period. Like I, I've noticed that. I don't know if it's the the instant reaction that we've created in this culture or what it is, but it seems like nothing is good enough for anybody straight out the yeah. gate or whatever it is. Like everyone feels, you know, they need to be critical of something instantly. Like you know, just enjoy it. You know, what I mean, just be there, just be present in the moment, and just enjoy. It. Maybe go go a little easy on things. You know what I mean, people are so critical of every little thing. You know, what I mean, you're not going to enjoy life if you take everything so serious. You know, what I mean, so exactly. just sit back enjoy it for what it is yeah you know you can you know of course we want your feedback and if you like it or don't like it but you know people go crazy and just like trash things i mean for no reason out of the gate and it's just you know just sit back and enjoy it because if you if you if you bring that mindset to everything you're never really going to enjoy anything you know 
So exactly. So I'm definitely glad you brought that up. Um, the the next one uh, here's the next one. Ready? Kobe Bryant, since he just retired, I'm going to talk about him again. Kobe Bryant is one of the top 15 players to ever play the game. Foul or no foul? Um, no foul. There's no question about that. No is foul. Is he a perfect player? Yeah. No. Yeah. No foul. Yeah. Is he a perfect player? No. But anybody that doesn't have Kobe Bryant, I'm, I would put him top ten. Oh, see, I, I, I didn't want to go Kobe there because I didn't know. I mean, I I can't do a top ten off the top of my head, but I mean, you, you got uh, Magic, uh, uh, Jordan, of course, is at the top. Magic probably after him. Bill Russell, Larry Bird. Uh, there's so many Kareem, names. Yeah, there's Will so many names. Will yeah, there's yep. so many names. But but I would definitely, I'd probably put him like ninth, you know, ninth or tenth. The guy's got five rings. He's probably top four in scoring all time. Now he's a volume shooter, and people wanted to hate on him for that. Uh-huh. But that's his game. He's a volume shooter. And when Kobe was on. There was almost nobody more fun to watch just on a basketball court than Kobe Bryant when Kobe Bryant was hot. He was a must-see event. I mean, you did you watch when Kobe put up 87 in Madison Square Garden? Yep. 80, 87, 81, I mean, something was, like that. Yeah, 81. 81, yeah. I mean, when he hit like 60 points in the third, everybody was like, dude, you got to turn this game on. you got to turn this game on. You know, Kobe's going to break the record, blah, 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 and he didn't end up breaking Wilt's record, but yeah, he's definitely at least top 15 of all time. Everybody wants to hate on him because, you know, his volume should His defense, you know what I mean, like the past five, ten, five, six years hasn't been up par. He's kind of been like a, a DH, you know, he's just been an offensive guy. But if you don't have the top fifteen of all time, I can't respect your basketball. Game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, any anyone who's listened to my last episode, you know, heard, heard me talk about it, and they know I, I love Kobe. You know, his competitive spirit is unequaled. You can't mm-hmm. match it. You know, the work ethic can't be matched. And and I, don't, I you know, I don't know if it's because he's a Laker, so everyone just, you know, everyone who's not a Laker fan hates on him. I don't know if he rubs people the wrong way, but he gets a you know a lot of crap. But you know, for me, he, he I, you know, obviously you understand why I said top 15 because there's a lot of people who will disagree with that. You know what I mean? So um, mm. there's people who don't who, who don't even put them in their top Lakers. You know what I mean? Top five Lakers or whatever the case may be or top 10. That's or, insane. Yeah, it's crazy. But I definitely I, I agree with you on that one as well. Um, and, and again, thank you to Kobe, you know, for providing entertainment for the last 20 years for us to, to witness. All right, um, exactly. Yeah, I've had I've had my issues with Kobe, you know, some of the off the court stuff and then. Uh, his his almost psychotic desire to be Michael Jordan. Oh yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Always kind of rubbed me the wrong way. So as a as a guy, he always kind of rubbed me the wrong way. But just as a player, I mean, you can't you can't not appreciate him. Yep, like and, and like you said before, he a, guys, he was a fantastic player. Yep, and like you said before, just chill, guys, relax and enjoy it. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's what like you need to do. Shitting on him because I guess it took fifty shots. 60 points on his last night. Yeah. What are the Lakers doing? It's like they were fighting for a playoff spot. Exactly. That but, last night was about, if Kobe shot the ball literally every single possession, if he shot the ball 100 times, who cares? Like, it was it was just about Kobe. That yeah. whole night was supposed to be about Kobe, and it should have been. Yep. That's the way it should have gone. So the guys that are shitting on him because he took 50 shots to score 60 points, well, he's old as shit. His 
shot's not what it used to be. That's why he's retiring. Yeah, his talent because obviously Kobe don't want to retire. His talent obviously Kobe's, declined. Exactly. So just let him go out and have fun. I mean, last night, like I have no issue with that whatsoever. Yeah, like they say, man, father time is undefeated, guys. So you know, let it let it go. Um, the next one, ready? I know you're a Bulls fan, and so I know this is this is a little a uh, little close to home. Um, I know you're a little sad about it, but the Warriors broke the record, right? The single season uh, games, most wins in a single season. So, foul or no foul, are the Warriors the best team ever? Uh-oh, uh-oh, That's still uh-oh. too fresh to say. <laughs> I've, I've got to go foul at this point. I mean, maybe with a few years. Plus, we got to see if they get a ring. You know, so that's that's a big part of it, and I I do I think they will. I, I think the teams don't have seasons like this and not win a title. I think their biggest obstacle is San Antonio, who really is having one of the best seasons ever, and it's completely under the radar. Yeah, like I mean the what forty the forty and one at home that's only been one uh, done once before. They've won sixty seven games. Like if it wasn't for the Warriors, the Spurs would be kind of the magic team of the season. Yep. You know, but. We got to see if they want to ring. I do think they're perfect. They're the perfect team for this era of basketball. Um, I think they're the best team that we've seen in 15 years. But whether they could beat the the 96 Bulls in a seven game series, or whether they could beat really the 86 Lakers, a team that's forgotten about a lot, or the Celtics of old. Um, I mean, I mean the Celtics, the '86 Celtics is who I was thinking of. Yeah, was, Celtics. Uh, I mean, went, but, but, but yeah, you're they right went, though. They went 41 at home. The the Showtime Lakers, like it, it's still too fresh in my mind for me to say, oh well, they're the best ever. You know what I mean? In five, ten years down the road, road, could we be saying that? Sure. This is one of the craziest seasons I've ever seen by a team. You know what I mean? They won 70. They, they lost nine games <laughs> yeah. or eight or yeah, nine games. That's nuts. It's insane. Single digits and loss for a season, like it's absolutely insane. But it, it, it's going to take some time to retrospect uh, of retrospective to be able to say whether or not they're the best team ever. So for now, I'll go foul. Hit right. me up in five years. Maybe my <laughs> exactly. Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think you're right. You know, it's not cut and dry. Um, you know, how how much does a single season record matter? I mean. You know, who, who knows? I mean, obviously, it's huge. Obviously, you can't downplay it. But, you know, to say they're the best ever, like you said, you're crossing generations of basketball at that point, And it's a different sport in each one of those generations. And so, you know, the old school Celtics, the Lakers, you know, the, your Bulls, 96 Bulls. I mean, there's so many different, you know, variables involved in those teams and, and in the era that they played in. So it's hard to just say you know, best team ever, but sh- for sure, you know, one of the greatest teams we've watched, you know, in our time, um, it's, it's, it's oh, been fun. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? It's been super fun. It's going to be a great story to tell for years. And, and like you said, let's give them five more years and, and, and see what, you know, what we're talking about then. Um, okay. And on the, the note of the, um, the bulls, like if somebody was going to break the record, I was glad it was this Warriors team. Like, the the only two teams in the NBA that I would have been okay with seeing breaking this record would have been either the Warriors or the Spurs because I think they go about it the right way. They had fun doing it. You know, like, if if the Miami Heat had done it, you know, in 2012, I probably would have been a lot more pissed <laughs> off. I think you would have had plenty but, of people with you on that. 
Yeah, exactly, exactly. But if it was going to be broken, I'm glad it was this team because this team has just been so much fun to watch. Like, they, they go out there and they just look like they're having a blast. Yeah, they do. All right, cool. So the last one I want to throw at you, and it's uh, because we're, you know, because in honor of Game of Thrones coming back and we've spoken a lot about it, um, the last foul or no foul is going to be Game of Thrones is the greatest show on TV ever. Foul or no foul. Oh, I'm stumping them. No foul. No foul? Breaking Bad's close. What? No foul. I, I do think it's the best show ever. Um, I want to see how it ends. I think that'll kind of, because Breaking Bad, I think, had the best tie-up of any show ever. And really, that was probably my favorite show ever. I've never seen The Wire, so and I've heard a lot of good things about The Wire. Right. So. That's probably in the conversation as well. But for right now, I'd say no foul. It's de- it's definitely the best show on TV right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, without and question. I think, I think as, as long as they stick the landing and they don't pull some shit like Moss did, I think I think it will be remembered as, like, the greatest show ever. The, the scope and the, the magnitude of the show is something that we've never seen in television before. And the the acting's on par, the directing, every everything about it is just sublime. So I do think as long as long as the ending is, and it ain't got to be a happy ending. I don't think it's going to be. Like I don't think it's going to be everything hunky dory and Daenerys is on an iron throne and we're all good. Like that's just not how George R. R. Martin writes things. So I don't think it's going to be this big happy ending. But as long as the ending is good and satisfying. I do think it'll be remembered as the greatest show of all time. Right. Yeah, I'm 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 going to go with you on that. I mean, for for me, um some of the, some of the ones that compete with it for me are like like you said Lost, but the ending I I I just didn't I just didn't feel it like you said the ending the ending is going to be crucial. You know, how 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 they end this thing, how they wrap it all up and and tie it up with the little bow. Um that that's going to be the, the you know, the game changer, but like you said at the moment it's no question. It's definitely in a top 5 of all time, top 3 of all time. Um but like you said, the ending, you know, how long they drag it out, those kind of things are going to be the you know that the the sticking points for whether you know he gets that crown, but for sure right now, man, can't can't match it up against anything. And and you know me, I'm a diehard Walking Dead fan, all that kind of stuff. But I'm not even gonna put it up against it. You know what I mean? And that and that creates arguments all in itself. But whatever, I don't care. I'm gonna go Game of Thrones too. Yeah, I was I was gonna say don't don't try to. Don't try to compare Walking Dead <laughs> and Game of Thrones. Okay? Don't 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 compare those almost Pornhub actors, right, against the uh, Game of Thrones actors. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, man, it, it's been a great conversation, man. I appreciate you coming on oh, again. And, um, you know, like I said, I'm leaving meat on the bone on purpose because I want you to, you know, I want Tony to keep coming on. You know, um, it's fun doing these. It kind of, you know, breaks up the uh, monotony of some things because um, everybody wants to talk sports and certain things. And, and I like going into this and hearing your side of things because you got good, you know, good opinions and good outlooks on stuff. So, um, again, I appreciate it. Um, everybody, go, go ahead and um, tell, tell everybody, you know, your Twitter handle and things like that so they can follow you and whatnot if they need to or if you want to give any shout outs or any closing messages. Um, you can follow me at, at Reimer A-S, R-E-I-M-E-R-A-S on Twitter. I'm uh, Mr. Meeseeks on the FL app. 
I'm always willing to discuss anything. If you want to hit me up on either one of those mediums about anything, superhero culture, uh, Game of Thrones, I'm a big wrestling fan, sports, anything like that, I'm always willing for a conversation. Check out uh, the Kiki Bulletin every week on clockdodges.com. Geeky Bulletin is taking off, man. The Geeky Bulletin, man. I love that thing. I look forward to that every single time. When you hit me up and you say, hey, man, I got the new one, I get amped. I love that thing, man. So for sure, yeah, for sure, everyone check that thing out. Check that bulletin out. He he kills it every single week. Um, And like I said, hit him up on Twitter. um, Argue with him about Batman and Superman and everything else. Um, He's the go-to guy. And, uh, again, man, I appreciate it, and uh, I'll talk to you soon. All right, man. I appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. Appreciate you having me on. Yep. Take it easy. All right, all right. Tony, thank you again for coming on and being the first repeat guest that we had on the Clock Dodgers podcast. Guys, please follow him on Twitter. If you want to talk nerd with him, talk sports with him, talk whatever. He's a cool dude all around. Also, check out his geeky bulletin that he puts up on clockdodgers.com. He's had some really good ones so far. Some things are spoiler, so you want to kind of look at the headline and make sure you don't read something that you shouldn't read yet, but other things that he has are not spoilers, and and it's all good stuff. It's all great. He puts together great articles um, with tons of knowledge and his predictions and things like that. So, again, Geeky Bulletin um, on ClockDodgers.com. Guys, also remember, Clock Dodgers t-shirts are on sale at Teespring.com. You can actually go straight to ClockDodgers.com and click on the uh, the link right there on the main page. Uh, Please support the brand, guys. We're a family. I want the world to know that we're all Clock Dodgers. Wear that shirt with pride. Um, Also, anyone who orders the shirt, send me an email or a tweet or whatever. Let me know that you ordered it, and I will make sure that I shout everybody out on the podcast before that sale closes um again clockdodgers.com around the main page you just click on it and go straight to the site to uh, order a shirt uh no halftime users guys please if you haven't already download the app use the code word clock get a free ten dollars for you to use on the on the on the uh, any challenge you want you know there's no no specific challenge you got to pick it's all yours all your game to go so um Turn that $10 into more and more and more money. You know, I, I've talked to plenty of people who um, still say they're on that original $10 that they got, you know, for using the promo code CLOCK. So um, that's great. And also, uh, you know, don't forget if you guys email them with feedback, um, leave a review if you can, please, on the App Store, on the Google Play or the iTunes App Store. Leave a review for them. Um, you know, email over to them. Let them know you left them a review. Give them some feedback. And then they'll send you a free T-shirt. You can't beat that, a free t-shirt. So now not only are we giving you $10 for free, we're also giving you a free t-shirt. I mean, come on, guys. That's that that's amazing right there. So just um, go ahead, you know, send them an email, let them know you left them a review on iTunes or on the Google Play Store, or even just make a deposit, your first deposit on no halftime, um, and they'll send you a shirt as well. And that's like I said, that's a special offer for clock dodgers out there, guys. So let them know who sent you, let them know, you know, where you where you heard of them from. It's a great app. My my username on there is Clock Dodgers. So challenge me anytime you want. Um, it's it's a blast, and I've been having a lot of fun doing so. And I and again I appreciate them for sponsoring the show. Also, again, shout out to Liquid Spiral. New album's in the works. It's about to come out. So uh, check out those guys again, Spiral underscore Liquid on the um, on Twitter. And they're the guys that do the intro and the outro music. You'll get some, We're going to have some new outro music sometime soon here, too, um, once the new album is finished for them. So, again, shout out to those guys. Um, and that's, that's 
you know, those are all the shout outs that I want to give today. Um, the one thing I do want to go on the outro here with you guys is the NBA playoffs have started, of course. And so I just wanted to kind of look at the brackets here, kind of give you my uh, my take on it and how I think things are going to unravel. Um, so first, let's look at the West. Um, we got the first seed Golden State Warriors versus the eighth seed Houston Rockets. Um, you might as well just get the Houston Rockets out of here. Um, they're not going to win one game. Curry can sit the whole series out, and we don't. It doesn't really matter. The Rockets really just aren't that great, and the Golden State Warriors are that good. So, um, Rockets, see you later. Go home. I'm not even going to. I'm not even going to go into depth on that one. There's no point. Um, you're facing you know a team who just broke the record with the most wins. You have the you know a guy that looks like a video game character playing uh, out there throwing these crazy ridiculous shots up that are nothing to him. So. Um, Rockets just are not that talented. They're just not that good of a team. Um, so get them out of here. Uh, let's see. We got the Clippers, Los Angeles Clippers versus the Portland Trailblazers. That one, I'm going to go Clippers. I'm going to go Clippers on this one. I think, uh, you know, the veteran leadership of Chris Paul will get them through that. So I see them going to the next round. Although Portland, uh, a big surprise this season. Um, congrats to them for making it to the playoffs and, and being the fifth seed. Um, they got some good young talent there. So it, it's all, it's only up from here for them. Um, but yeah, unfortunately I see a first round exit for them. Um, let's see. We got the third seed, Oklahoma city thunder versus the Mavericks, the sixth seed. Um, I see the, I see the thunder winning this one too. Uh, Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, giving their last, uh, push here. And just in case either one of them aren't on the team much longer, uh, yeah, thunder going to make a push for this one. So they'll definitely advance to the second round. Although I don't think the Mavericks are a pushover. I just think the thunder are a little too, a little too much talented, too, too, too much more talented than, than the Mavericks. Um, when it comes to guys like, like Westbrook and, and Durant who stand out in this setting, um, because they're that much better than everybody else. And the last game in the West is the Spurs versus the Grizzlies. The Spurs with the most underrated season uh, because of the Warriors outshining them with that record-breaking season. Um, the Spurs are going to advance in this series, in my mind, no question. Although, again, Memphis 7th seed, not a bad team. Um, dealing with some injuries and whatnot, I just think the Spurs are, are a much better team. And, again, they're another, guy, another team with guys that are trying to make that final push because um, some of them may be retiring, um, Tim Duncan, you know, so, you know, it's kind of a, a retiring gift if, if you want to look at it that way. Um, so in the West, I'm looking at Golden State, the Clippers, Thunder, and the Spurs advancing to the second round. Um, from there, so then we'd be looking at Golden State versus the Clippers. Um, again, I'm not going to say anybody's going to beat Golden State, so it doesn't really matter how talented they are. I'm still going to give it to Golden State. Of course, the Clippers are a tough challenge for them, but again, I'm putting Warriors ahead of them, so Warriors for me will again advance from the second round into the division championship, but in that Clippers series, you cannot sit uh, Curry and his ankle um, like you could against the, the Rockets, who don't stand a chance. Uh, the other game would be the Spurs and the Thunder. Uh, that's 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 a tough series. That's a, that's an interesting series. That's a fun series to watch. Um, I personally will push again for the Spurs just because I'm I'm a I'm a fan of what they've built there, how they've built it. They've done things um, a specific way, and um, I love Popovich and Tim Duncan and and those guys. So I'm gonna go with the Spurs on that series, but I would not be surprised at all if the Thunder's if the Thunder won. Um, but again, I'm gonna go with the Spurs. So I lo I'm looking at Spurs and Warriors in the Western division. And of course, uh, I'm saying the, the warriors are going to go to the finals in the West. Um, that series 
you know, Warriors and Spurs would be a blast to watch. That would be fun as hell, as good as it can get. Two amazing teams, right? And kind of to put a cap on it, you know, uh, the underrated season of the Spurs that, you know, not often talked about as much. And then the the nonstop talked about Warrior record that they broke. Um, it's just going to, that'd be a great series. And that's good for basketball. That's good for everybody. Um, I don't care. I think it's, it's going to go to seven games, I would assume. And you would want to watch all seven games because it's going to be that good. And now let's head over to the East. We have Cleveland versus Detroit. I'm not a fan of Cleveland. I'm not a fan of, um, you know, the way they're building things. I'm not a fan of, you know, I'm just not a fan of the team in general. So I still think they're too much for Detroit, though. LeBron is too much for Detroit. Detroit is another young, up-and-coming team, great head coach. Um, he's building. He's kind of, It almost seems like he's rebuilding what he had in Orlando uh, with shooters surrounded by a big man, that kind of stuff. But um, I, I, w- I would love to see them upset the Cavs. I just don't think it's going to happen. So I'm going to go with the Cavs advancing in that series. We have Atlanta versus Boston. Uh, Boston's been, you know, pretty hot lately. Atlanta is a four seed, though. They're they're fourth and fifth seed. Um, I can see this going either way. Probably going to lean. I'm probably going to lean to the Hawks. I just feel like uh, Boston is just probably not ready. But, but I love what Boston is doing. I love their head coach. Um, and, I, and I love Isaiah Thomas's game. So I, I could see them point it out. By no means am I knocking them. By no means am I saying they're not as good as the Hawks. I just see I'm just leaning in the Hawks if I have to lean one way or the other. Um, Miami versus Charlotte. Miami. I want Miami to win this series. Um, I'm, you know, I, I'm in Florida. A lot of Miami fans around. We had Leif on the podcast um, two weeks ago. And so I'd love to see them advance you know, for his sake and for Miami Heat fans' sake, especially since LeBron has moved on. I've been kind of, it's weird. When LeBron was there and everybody was hating on them, we didn't want to see the Heat do good. Now that LeBron is gone and he did it in the way that he did it, I kind of want to see them do good again. So, um, you know, Orlando's not in the playoffs. So, I, you know, if I got one Florida team, I'm, I'm going to go for Miami here. So I'd like to see them advance against Charlotte. And the last series uh, in the first round is Toronto versus the Pacers. This is a tougher series than most imagine or most will predict uh being that toronto is the second seed and the pacers are the seventh seed uh but it's hard to, it's hard to bet against paul george it's hard to bet, bet against a couple of the young guys on that team they got they got talent so um but the raptors are the interesting team right they're the team that um is back in the playoffs they haven't had much success in the playoffs but they have a young strong team a good head coach also um as We've spoken about on the podcast before. We heard Popovich, if we're reading lips properly and correctly, and we make and we read this correctly, um, he said that he thinks that the Raptors will make it to the finals in the East, which is an interesting thing to hear from Pop, um, because again, the guy knows the game better than anyone, and I and I and I I, I agree with him. I believe that he may be right, uh, at least for this round. So I'd like to see the Raptors advance to the next round of course the Pacers could win it's it's highly possible um, but I'd like to see the Raptors advance at least to the second round um, so now with the teams that advance we're looking at Cleveland versus Atlanta man I'm not really interested in this series I'm not I'm not it's not I don't know man LeBron is kind of soured on me I know the guy is one of the greatest in the league one of the greatest we've ever seen I'm just not a fan of the antics and the fan of all the stuff that goes on in Cleveland um so I'd love to see Atlanta advance and beat Cleveland. I just, again, can't go against LeBron and his abilities. So I'm going to give Cleveland the series. The other game would be, the other series would be Miami versus Toronto. 
Hmm. See, this is an interesting one. Uh, if these two teams advance, Miami and Toronto, you're looking at a really fun matchup. It sucks that Chris Bosh is unhealthy and can't play from what I, everything we've heard um, because that would be fun, you know, for Chris Bosh to go back to Toronto and play them in the playoffs. Um, but it just doesn't look like it's going to happen. So still, it's a good series either way. Again, two teams. Um, filled with young players. Um, Toronto hasn't had as much success in the playoffs as a team like the Heat has, but again, this is a new Heat team, and there's a lot of young guys on that team, and I'm not sure how they would handle that. So if I had to choose one, I'm going the Raptors. So now we got the Raptors and the Cavs in the Eastern Division Championship game, um, which I don't know if that's exciting to some, if that's not exciting to some. Um, Toronto is not exactly... Um, you know, one of the the most publicized teams or talked about teams, obviously this season they are, but um, before that, you know, before Drake and before all this other stuff, um, they, they weren't as popular of a team to watch. But um, them versus Cavaliers, just off of what I want alone, I'm going to say I want Toronto to win this, okay? Um, I, I don't want to see the Cavs there again. Um, I So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with the Raptors. As crazy as it sounds for me, the Raptors will be in the finals, representing the East. Shout out to Canada. Shout out to Toronto. Shout out to Ontario. Shout out to every single little sector of Canada, big, small, everybody out there. Shout out to Canada. Um, beautiful city, beautiful people. Um, so shout out to you guys. It'll be nice to see you guys in the finals. So I'm going to put the Raptors and the Warriors in the finals. That's scary. Um, again, everyone knows how much of a fan I am of the Warriors. Everyone knows how much I am a fan of what Curry has done this season, what the team has done this season, what Kerr has done this season. Um, although some may say it's not much because he doesn't have to do much, but really, come on. Um, they've done, they've done a very good job in Golden State. And so when it comes down to it in a seven game series versus Toronto or less, I'm going to go with the Warriors to win it all. And I don't think it'll go seven games, to be honest with you. Um, I, I think the Warriors are going to have a, 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 and no disrespect to any, to any team, any other team, but I think the Warriors are going to have a pretty easy ride to the finals and through the finals, just like they did in the regular season, right? We're talking about a team who just broke the record for most wins in a season. Um, it would be almost disrespectful for me to say that they wouldn't cruise through this because that's how I, that's how I, I picture it happening. Um so, I, you know, at the end of the day, I'm looking at a Golden State Warrior back-to-back champions. Um, and I know we spoke about it on this episode, me and Tony. Uh, whether you call them the greatest team ever is debatable. Whether you call them, you know, the greatest team this season, it's, it's not debatable. Because they just broke the record. Curry just broke records. I mean, they're, they're super talented, super fun to watch. I don't care about what the haters had to say about that. Um, and uh, also, guys... Now that we know who I say is going to win the championships, hit me up on Twitter. Let me know who you think is going to win the finals. Hit me up on clockdodgers.com, even in the comments you know, below the podcast. Um, let me know who you think is going to win. I'm, I'm interested to hear everybody's take on this. Um, I know everybody's out there got their brackets going. Let me know how you're doing on the brackets even. Um, just hit us up. Interact. Let us know what you're thinking. Let us know what your, your mindset is in the finals. Um, also, check out 30 for 30. Orlando Magic, I forget the exact title uh, of the episode, but it's about the Orlando Magic when they had Shaq, Penny Hardaway, the way everything just came together, right? Literally like magic. It was a magical, magical thing that they created and then how it fell apart. Um, The interesting thing is 
when you watch that, you realize that these guys were on the verge of creating a dynasty, and then everything fell apart from Shaq leaving, Hardaway injured, all, all that stuff. Um, watch it, of course, just to kind of refresh yourself. And they, it was well put together, like every thirty for thirty is well worth the watch. I can't, I can't recommend it, you know, anymore. And of course, I'm a Magic fan, so. It was very sad watching it at certain points. Uh, I wouldn't lie. I watched half of it, seen all the great stuff, paused it, said, do I want to continue to see how this thing falls apart now? Uh, do I want to have it replayed in my memory or do I just want to see the happy times? You know, um, and it sucks when you watch that because you, you almost feel like you can never have that again. You know what I mean? Like that that kind of situation will never recreate itself um, and, 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 and it slipped away. So as a Magic fan, it was... Um, you know, it was fun to watch and brutal at the same time. Um, but definitely, I highly recommend it. Any basketball fan, Magic fan, even if you're not, if you have any experience with the 30s with 30s, you know that those things are, are very well put together and very good to watch. So um, I highly recommend it. Um, that's it for this week, guys. Um, hit me up on Twitter if what any any questions you think would be good for the show, any topics, foul or no fouls, um, you know, anything you want us to discuss, or if you know of any good guests, um, please send them my way. Uh, I'd be happy to, you know, talk to people. And, and again, remember, it's not just sports, as you've seen from this episode. Um, I'm willing to talk anything at all as long as you are going to be able to create a good conversation uh knowledge and fun for the listeners um so send people my way or hit people up for me and just say hey you know you ever thought about going to the clock dodgers podcast i really appreciate that guys i appreciate all the love and support we've gotten um this has grown dramatically and quickly and um the the support has been crazy so i really appreciate that um we're only going to do bigger and better things as this keeps con- you know continuing to grow and continue um to fester like like it has um we will just continue to spread and continue to grow i got lots of fun contests coming lots of fun prizes coming um some really really good podcast guests coming up um that are already scheduled to show up later in the month and next month um so let, let's make this happen guys I, I love all of you i appreciate you listening if you made it this far in the podcast if you if you have listened all the way to this point if you're hearing my voice right now you are a true clock dodger i truly appreciate you for getting you know right taking this ride with me and actually being a part of this ride with me i appreciate that more than you could ever imagine more than i can even put in words right now um and so thank you and um i'll see you guys next week later thank you for listening don't forget to stop by clockdodgers.com and follow us on twitter